So welcome to the show. I'm David Speed. I'm Adam Brazier. And this is Creative Rebels. Uh, it's a podcast for creative entrepreneurs. We started our first company, Graffiti Life, in a small garage. Yeah, it wasn't easy. But we built the company up to the stage where now we're regularly working with brands like Disney and Nike. And we've been lucky enough to make art all over the world. On this podcast, we interview successful creators. Their advice will enable you to take action and turn your passion into a career. There's literally been no better time in history to make a career from being creative. So many people are going to tell you that you can't do it, but we're here to tell you that you definitely can. Right, let's do a podcast. Welcome back, Rebels. Hello. Oh, this isn't all new, isn't it? Yeah, welcome. So to anyone listening to this on the podcast, um, you don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so this is our first episode we're launching on YouTube too. YouTube too? Is that a new social media site? That yeah, means like YouTube as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, we have finally decided to take our own advice, which is we always tell you guys to uh, not be scared to put in content out. And for some reason, we've always known that we should be doing videos. Well, I think when we very first started our first ever recording, we had a camera rolling and then it cut out halfway through and it was just, I think, getting some... Instead of trying to do everything well just try and do one thing well first and then slowly build out rather than just going for absolutely everything. Yeah, I don't know. For me, I just had resistance. I don't know what it was because I knew that we should be doing videos, but something was holding me back from actually sort of sitting down. Um, I think that's credit to you is like you were like, more decisive about it than I was because I was always like oh we should do videos and it was kind of like airy fairy whatever and you were like okay we are going to do videos and so here's a date where it's going to happen yeah and here are the cameras and I've set them up and I've made the studio look presentable and so now we're on camera and here we are welcome guys yeah so um so yeah if you're watching this on YouTube then welcome thanks for coming so yeah this is our first kind of um, deep dive episode as well, yeah. I guess. Um, so we've been doing a few bonus episodes. We've uploaded some talks that we've done. Um, but this week we're going to get straight into it, talking about imposter syndrome. Absolutely. So we had a question in from someone who's a graphic designer and one of their clients has asked them to build a website for them. It's not something they've done before. They've done their own website, but they're a bit kind of like imposter syndrome-y, like, oh, could I do this? Like, should I say that I can do it? Like, yeah, and they they didn't use the specific words imposter syndrome, but I think that's that's what we both got yeah. from the message, right? Is that you're feeling like I'm not worthy of taking this on, even though this person has built their own website. So yeah. we know that it's something that they can do. Um, and uh, I mean, we, we get asked for stuff that we've not done before all the time, yeah. don't we? I think that's a lot of times how you grow and how you learn you can do new stuff. Like if you if you believe you can do it with a bit of learning just go for it like now's your time to really make the most of this and get someone else to pay basically for you to learn yeah and i mean you can always price it like really really low like yeah. like first couple just cover your costs yeah um because then then you know like if, if you are feeling imposter syndrome you're feeling like oh i'm not i'm not worthy of doing this project then like don't charge a million pounds for it yeah so yeah, it's like charge something you feel comfortable with. Like if someone comes to you and says, can you build me a website? And you see other great web designers out there building websites for say six grand to 30 grand a website, charge what you think is fair for you. Like don't just charge that because you can put, 
so much pressure on yourself to really achieve. Whereas if you say, okay, well, just be honest with them to a degree. That's it. It's, it's yeah. honesty, 100%. And say like, well, look, so I've done my website before. So like, this is the standard that I can definitely achieve. If you like that, then cool. Um, I'll do this for, say, 500 pounds, random number picking out of the air, but compared to a bigger number, just do you think you're confident in charging, it should cover your costs. And then you can learn on the job and then you can also use that in your portfolio going forwards as well. So, and, and with the honesty as well, you can say like, this might take me a little bit longer. This might take yeah. three weeks, whereas a normal web designer would bang it out in one week. Yeah. Like, um, and, it's, and it's about asking the client exactly what they want from you and yeah. then like working out whether that's something you can deliver. I think just for the fact the client has even asked you to do it, they've probably seen your website already. They probably know that you're capable of doing it. And also they want to work with you they, that's why they've basically asked you to do it because they've worked for you already or, and they're convinced that you can produce a good product. They can see what you can do. Like As soon as a client starts asking you for something, like, they, like that's the, the best case scenario is when a client yeah. is actually asking you to, to deliver something to them because you, you haven't had to market to them or sell to them or send them an email saying, have you thought about getting your website redone? They've approached you. So all of the hard work is done. And then the imposter syndrome comes down to just ask yourself the simple question, can I deliver this? Mm-hmm. And you know you can because you've done your own website. Yeah. So if you can, then this this fear that is built up. Um, and, and I think it's really important with imposter syndrome, I think it's really important to recognize that every single person on the planet has it. Yeah. Because... I think everyone feels like it's unique to them. Mm-hmm. So whatever it is you're trying to do, so moving sort of wider rather than just the, the guy with the website, like if you are currently feeling like imposter syndrome around something that you do, don't feel like you're alone because there are like everyone goes through it and they yeah. think, I mean, when we stand on stage, like not so much now, but in the beginning we were sort of like, what? Why are people listening to us? Yeah, like I remember one of the first things we did at uh, a university where we'd been kind of asked to go along to do a talk to all of the students and being like, we've been running a company for like a year and a half, maybe at the time. Like it wasn't a long time into our business. And to us, we were still massively unsuccessful. We still didn't really know what we were doing. We're still making it up as we were going along, but put together this presentation and like we did a really good talk and people left that feeling inspired and we're like, but we're like, how? Like we've only been doing In this. In fact, for... someone was so inspired they went out and copied our business model. Yeah, that was like, funny, wasn't it? So this kid even took the terms and conditions off of our website. Um, yeah, copy and pasted directly. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. And so at the time, so I mean, that's another thing that a lot of people get in contact with us is they're worried about people stealing their ideas. Um, we've had it happen to us. We sat down with these students and we laid out everything we'd done from beginning to end on how we'd created Graffiti Life, yeah. our business. And one one student there created a, a carbon copy website. Um, he re, he'd obviously kind of copied and pasted all of the copy from the website and just reworded it slightly. Yeah. Um, and he like he was an artist, so he had pictures and images that he could use and stuff. And it was literally a carbon copy. And we were sat there like, oh, shit. We did this talk and now someone has completely copied our business. Yeah. And we were really worried about it at the time. It was a real concern. I think it's like, but I think there's always that kind of knowing that you're that step ahead and you've got that confidence. And I think a lot of people don't have the confidence to tell other people how to do stuff for the fear that it'd take over. Like a lot of people are really secretive within communities about their tactics, what they do, because they're so scared that, oh, if I tell anyone how to do this, then they're going to get the money and I'm not. And that means that I'm not going to eat this month and they are. And there's always that fear of like, what if, what if 
by me telling someone my trade secrets that someone else will go and smash it. Yeah, and I think we've learned. So um, so obviously we built a competitor that day. Um, they're not still in business. He didn't He didn't have the, the grit to stick yeah. it out. Um, obviously things got hard um, and we should have just had confidence in ourselves that what we were doing, people were buying because we were doing it so well. Yeah. And I think that someone could copy your idea, but if they're, they're not you and just, ha- yeah, ha- it's having that confidence and knowing that, and we've kind of grown that through experiences like that, yeah. knowing that we would outlast the competitors that are kind of copycats that just pop up. I think as well, like on that note, it's like if someone's copying your business to make money, then as soon as they get to the struggles, they're going to really struggle yeah. because it's like we started the business with the idea to support artists and that's what we wanted to do. Whereas, so it's like even when there was no money, when we we're eating super noodles, when we we're in a fucking cold garage, it was like we carried on because we had this vision. We had this purpose of why we're doing this. Whereas you can tell when people pop up as competition, they're like, oh, well, these guys are making some money over here. I'm sure I could do that as well. As soon as the times hit, get hard, which they definitely will, you, it's just like you, yeah. If it's not if it's not authentic, if your if if your business is driven by making money, it it will almost always fail. And that's I mean, you just have to look at history. That's that's it happens over and over again. Um, you need something more than just money driving you forward. Um, obviously, money is essential to keep your dreams alive because you can't fund a vision without commerce so mm. it's essential um but then there has to be something more um so yeah through experiences like that we've definitely we've grown our confidence and i think the more confidence we have the more we've we've managed to we've managed to like knock out the imposter syndrome um and sort of say yeah i guess we do deserve to be here because yeah. we've built that confidence and that just comes with time time and practice of doing things over and over again which leads us on perfectly. Like this wasn't planned, but that's pretty, pretty insane. Um, leads us on to another question that we had that was that was totally around confidence. Mm-hmm. So again, I suppose you could link it into imposter syndrome, but this was specifically, um, we had a message come in from an artist who um, was worried about making videos, but they thought that they should be doing it, but they weren't doing it. Um, and I guess that's that's us right now. Yeah. We're, we're doing that right now. That's li- yeah, literally exactly what we've done. I think making videos and putting yourself out there is so hard like starting that personal brand starting that just having a face to whatever you do there's so many artists out there who are completely faceless who like a lot of times their work does speak for themselves but people don't ever kind of really get to know those people yeah and i think when you do see people who've gone out there and made themselves the face of their artwork like they're, they become so much bigger than what they are. It's like for me, for example, there's a photographer who I used to follow when I was probably 12 or 13 on DeviantArt. And I thought her stuff was the coolest. Like in art class, I'd draw her pictures and like she was just super cool. So then years later on Instagram, I was flipping through one day and a suggested person to follow came up and it was her. But this was like 18 years after I initially like saw her stuff and loved it. But because I liked her, because she put herself out there as well, I was like, okay, well, she's doing completely different stuff now. Still awesome. She's still really talented. But I'm now following her again. And it's all because she put herself out there as being a person to start with. It was, if I just liked that type of artwork, then this new type that popped up, I probably wouldn't follow it, but because I like her as a brand and her as a person, I now follow her new project. We all know that, 
but it's really hard to do. It's hard to actually bite the bullet and go for it. Yeah. Um, I think stories are great mm-hmm. because you can you can post up and it's gone. It's not like evergreen. So, yeah. um, so I think that's a good way of building your confidence. I think for us, had we not started the podcast, we probably wouldn't be doing this because no, definitely not. Um, we both hate our own voices, yeah. which I know is something that en- everyone watching will relate to. Um, they probably hate their own voice as well because yeah. everyone does. Um, and it's only through going through the podcast where we've actually had reviews on iTunes where people have complimented our voices, bizarrely seems enough. crazy to yeah, us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like whatever you're worried about, I mean, there's, there's a podcast I listen to with a guy who's got a super annoying voice, yeah. but he delivers value. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a show that I listen to regularly because I really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, he's called Brian Alvarez and, and his, he, he, or he, sometimes he references the fact that he's got this like squeaky, annoying voice. But um, if you're providing enough value to your audience, like whatever it is that you're scared about, like no one really cares. Yeah. If they don't like it, they won't listen to it. Yeah. So focus on making your your craft for your audience. Yeah. Um, Don't make it thinking that your mates are going to watch it because a lot of time that's where the criticism comes from that you're scared of is, oh, well, what if my mates see this and they take the piss out of me? It's like, it doesn't matter. Like, you're doing something for yourself there. You're helping yourself grow. You're helping other people by providing an audience with value. Like you've got to think of like, don't think about the little negatives that are coming and think about all the people you could potentially help by going out there and putting your face on something, putting your stories out there, making it so like your unique person is like coming across. Yeah. I I think, I mean, I haven't posted on, on social media for personally, for myself, for years. Mm-hmm. It's just not something that interests me. Yeah. But I understand that in 2019, in order for business to be successful um, and in order for us to, our, our vision with Creative Rebels is to help as many people as possible. Yeah. I know that the only way to do that is to fucking get over myself, put this on YouTube, put it on podcast and and help actually help people with it. So if I... If whatever it is that you're worried about right now, listening to this, whatever it is that you're worried about, that is preventing you from helping other people. That's preventing other people from seeing your artwork, from enjoying your poetry, from watching your dance, from whatever it is that you do, that's holding you back. Um, And wouldn't you rather, like, maybe you might get a bad comment. Maybe someone will say you've got a fat head. But like... I think that's the internet. It's like people, no yeah. matter like how beautiful you are, how great your voice sounds, there's always going to be some troll there throwing in a negative comment, especially 100%. on YouTube. It's like people just live there to send bad comments. Especially on YouTube. I totally expect it on this video. Yeah. Um, and we'll just, especially when we're first starting off, because yeah. our, our, this is the first video on our YouTube channel, it's going to be, there's not going to be that many views. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm sure we'll get like people saying that we've got fat heads. <laughs> but that's fine. Um, but yeah, but, but hopefully what we'll do is we'll deliver enough value in this video slash podcast that people will, the, the people that we want mm-hmm. will respond to it. And cause they're already our listeners for creative yeah, rebels. They're like, the people that are leaving us comments and, and that are interacting with us. And if, if we get a fat head every now and then, ah, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. You're entitled matter. to think that we've got fat heads and uh, it's fine. But don't don't let that hold you back because that that fear of what other people might say about you, I mean, if you're going to let that 
stop you from living like potentially what could be a much much more exciting life yeah. we always talk about how the podcast has changed our lives mm-hmm. and we've only been going since january and yeah. it's already had such a profound impact on our lives and then we're reading messages from people that it's profoundly affecting their lives as well yeah. and it's like that's that for me that's what life's all about yeah, i think it's so much bigger than we ever expected it to be and it's things like if someone does say we've got a fat head or gives us a negative comment in some way, it's like all I have to do is go through all of the messages that people have sent to us thanking us for how we've changed their lives and how we've helped them. I think that's so much more important than like take a few little hits here and there if you're like providing the world with something. Yeah, you could be doing that. You could be doing exactly that. You could um, because... I think, and I've spoken about this before, how I struggled um, when I was, definitely when I was younger, with the whole unique voice thing. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's something that people say, you have a unique voice. It's a nice little sound. But why would someone want to listen to me? That's what I always thought. And I guess that's imposter syndrome as well. And you start to realise like, yeah, you do have your own unique voice. And you can't like, and if you're letting that voice not be heard because you're worried about other people, then like you're you're holding back like your gift from the world and I don't yeah. think anyone should do that. And I think the the thing about like, well, it's not it's not me, it's not it's for other people who are like more successful and bigger. Like people are on different journeys. People are finding things at different times. If you start something now and you're just starting your business, then you might find that in a year's time, someone else is kind of like starting a business. They find your content and they can go along with it. They can follow along. Or even if they're starting it now and they don't have any content online, at least they don't feel alone and there's someone else going through it with them and they can see what they're doing in their lives. It's like reality TV got so successful because, and like, it's just watching people live their daily lives. It's nothing like entertaining. Well, it is entertaining to a lot of people, but it's nothing kind of like massively out there groundbreaking content and I think so many people are just fascinated by other people's lives and what other people are up to and if you're doing the same kind of thing that these people are doing or like it's interesting like um recently um you had a meeting at an agency called goat and they had like a daily vlog that is just for an agency and anyone kind of watching that outside of the agency world wouldn't be interested at all but for those people who are in an agency it's like i've now watched quite a few of the episodes because yeah they're great yeah because it's in the same world that we're in and by them putting out this content every day to this specific small audience it's like their like inquiries have gone through the roof because they've just consistently put out this content that is just about them. Whereas previously, I'm sure a lot of agencies will think, oh, well, a lot of people just sit around in the office all day. There's nothing really exciting happening here. But they managed to craft stories out of the day-to-day that make it really interesting for their clients. Yeah, if you're on LinkedIn, look up Go Agency and uh, you will be hooked. Their videos are, are really, really great. Um, so these these bonus episodes, we're, um, we're really sort of trying to dive a little bit deeper and really mm-hmm. sort of go into so you can send your questions into us at rebels create on instagram um or through connect at rebelscreate.com um and we'll we'll use these these bonus episode sessions to kind of really really dive into people's questions um, yes, if you've got any specific questions that are like business related just to you like send them through it doesn't have to be like a generic one that would appeal to everyone yeah yeah if you've got a flower business and you want to know how to better market that let us know yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, we'll, we will help you um, as much as we can. So um, one message that we got through on the Instagram 
um, is one from Becca who works at a pharmaceutical company. Um, she says, I'm probably a slightly different demographic to your usual. Um, Becca, you're actually not because um, a lot of our listeners from the DMs that we've been getting, we know a lot of our listeners are actually working full-time yeah. jobs and maybe they're doing something creative on the side. Maybe they want to do something creative on the side, but, um, and, and that's okay. It's okay to just be thinking about it and dreaming about it and thinking like, okay, one, one day soon. Um, but Becca was talking about how she is basically her hands are tied yeah. within the environment that she's working in. And she's got all of these ideas that could make her company better, uh, and more creative and she's kind of getting told no by her bosses. Yeah, this must be like so many people must be in this exact same situation. In fact, I know so many people are in this exact situation. Probably a lot of you listening to this now are in that situation where you're working for maybe a corporate company or a slightly bigger company where you find your voice isn't heard. Like you're, if you suggest something, if you suggest making a change or, oh, maybe we could do this. or Yeah, she says they say, they say no, not yet. Nice idea, but not what we do. Yeah. Just, I imagine the frustration there must be absolutely ridiculous. Like, luckily for us, we just do what we want because we can. But, um, yeah, to be in that situation must be really, really hard. But there's a few things that you can do, I suppose, to to solve that. Well, I guess the first one is be a creative rebel. And (laughs) um, it's always better to ask forgiveness than it is to ask permission. So if there is stuff that's not going to get you fired that you could implement in your company, just go ahead and do it and say, oh, sorry, I thought that'd be really good. And it's very difficult to argue with success. So if you try something and it works, then... um, then you then you can't really get in trouble. Um, if you try something and doesn't work, then that's then that's harder. But that the whole thing about creativity is it's trying things that might fail because yeah. that's the whole reason why it hasn't been done yet is because you're trying something new. So there's a chance that it might not work. Um, but it's really about having your own confidence. Um, again, we're yeah we're coming back to confidence, but having your own confidence in in your ideas. And then I guess um, I guess a lot of it comes down to just marketing and branding of your ideas yeah i think because obviously marketing and branding people would do that to an outside agency or like the outer world but convincing people to do stuff within your own company is so important like how are you going to get something through your boss if they're not on on board like you can have all these different ideas but if you've not got a boss that supports that then they're never going to get through so how can you convince your boss that this is a good idea so start thinking about how you can sell it internally so think about like who the demographics for this campaign is or whatever you're trying to do and thinking about all the different ways it will benefit and make your boss's life better. I think if you can think of ways that will help the internal company, you're more likely to get it through because people are quite often looking out for themselves. So if you can go to your boss and be like, look, well, if we make this change in the website, for example, if you need to do an update or something and it won't, people won't accept it. By making this change, then this means that it's going to be, this is going to be easier, which means I'm going to have to come to you less to get something sorted out. Like if you can just phrase it so it makes the internal structure of the company is better as well as the outside. So like even if you've got if you've got a creative campaign coming up, for example, say you work for a pharmaceutical and normally all your videos are very corporate and dry, you could find like you can guarantee somewhere in the world someone has done something that's a bit more out there. So do your research, find out other things that people have done that are a bit cooler. So if you are a pharmaceutical, try and find some like cool videographers or some other brands that aren't maybe 
that like pretty a bit smaller and more niche brands but um see what they've done and see the success that they've had like create a full case for it don't just like make a video on your phone like to be creative do something that you can actually present to them rather than presenting the idea if you could actually present the finished product whatever that may be yeah then that's a uh, that would be a good way of like kind of winning people over yeah and i think what you probably could do as well is take it into your own hands like take it maybe out of your work hours or start working a bit on the side at work and create something that like is so good that they're like actually this is a really good idea like because a lot of times people can't visualize stuff so if yeah. you just go to them with an idea it's quite easy for them to just shut it down because they're like they'll have a think in their own minds well what would this look like and that's probably really different to whatever you're thinking i mean we do it in our business when if we have a meeting with a client um nine times out of 10, we can sit in a room with them and we can tell them what it's going to look like. We can describe it to them, Mm -hmm. but it's not until you send them over a visual representation of how it will actually look that they can picture it. They just can't picture it. A lot of people aren't. And if you're listening to this, you're probably quite a creative person. So you, you do have that, that ability to, to kind of visualize, but most clients that we meet don't have that. And so until we actually present them with, this is how your mural is going to look. And then they go, oh, okay, that's really cool. It's like, well, yeah, that's exactly what we told you, but they can't see it and that's fine. Because yeah, visuals help so much just to give people that confidence of what you're doing is good. And I think like, even if you're sending an internal, so if you've got an internal thing that you want to get put through, or even if it's external, like instead of just sending an email with your idea written, create like a PDF or create some kind of visuals that really support it. So it looks like, even though it's exactly the same thing, by having the visuals looking better, people are more likely to say yes. Yeah, like an outside agency had come in and presented, like really wow them, be like, oh, you did this. Yeah. And also, it's only going to make you look better. And it's also going to make your employers or your bosses or anyone who's working around you think more of you as well because you've gone and put this extra effort in and it just shows that like maybe this idea you've got could happen because I mean sometimes I think what would Tim Ferriss do yeah and in that situation what Tim Ferriss would do because if you read his books you know that he's done this numerous times he would just bombard them he'd he'd come up with a new idea every week until eventually he just broke them down and they go, okay, try your <laughs> stupid idea. Because he just, he like, that's how he got an A, uh, A like A star or whatever it is, like the top, top grade. That's how he got his top grade at university is that every time he was given back a mark from a paper that wasn't an A, he would then sit with the tutor for an hour and get them to explain why it wasn't an A. Yeah. And they got so tired of explaining every single paper that they just started giving him an A yeah. so they didn't have to see him. Yeah. And it's like, and that's, that's a valid tactic, it works. Yeah, so if you're if you've got a job and they, your employers or your bosses won't let you do something, go to them with a good idea, try it, and then get their feedback on why they wouldn't accept that. Then craft your next idea that relates to their feedback, and just keep doing that until they have nothing left to say. There's no reasons why they can't do that. Yeah, you've jumped through all the hoops. Um, I want to circle back around to what you said as well about providing value. Um, so I think, and and on a wider sense, people do this with social media. Um, we recently aired an episode with Sarah Tasker um, and she was talking about how people are using Instagram specifically, but people do it all over social media, using it as a broadcast platform Mm -hmm. rather than a conversation platform. Um, And I think a lot of people are doing that. They're just saying, oh, hey, look at me. Um, So if you're presenting your idea to your team, oh, this is my idea and here's why it's great, then that's not necessarily going to work. Whereas if you go, 
think of them Mm-hmm. I think of the the audience first and yeah. go, oh, here's my idea and here's how it benefits you. So whether that is, it's going to mean less work for you or it's going to mean you're going to have more time or whether it's going to mean that we're all going to get a pay rise, whatever it is that's going to benefit your colleagues, focus on that first because that's what they care about. They don't yeah. care about your idea. They care about the result. Yeah. The more value you provide to people, the more they will help you. And so if we have provided any value for you today, if you're listening on the podcast, please head over to our YouTube channel and subscribe. See ya. Thanks for listening. We're trying to help a lot of people with this show, so we need your help to grow the community and spread our message. If you know someone who'd benefit from hearing what we talked about today, or they just need a little nudge in the right direction, pass this podcast on to them. If you want to hear more, then subscribe to us on iTunes. And if we helped you with anything, we'll really love you forever if you can leave us an iTunes review. It makes a huge difference. See ya.